check it out. Thank you guys for listening. This is your boy Chris J. And you're listening to Threes from the Ring Podcast, episode 67. And of course, I got my co-host on here, Trail Sad. And we got pretty much uh he can pop up anytime he feels like it at this point. Friend of the show, Tyler. Go ahead and introduce yourself, G. What's happening, everybody? Happy Black History Month. Exactly. Happy nigga month. Uh, also, happy birthday, Michael Jordan. Uh, and also, happy birthday to myself. Because today's happy my birthday, birthday bro. as well. So, yep, so 27 hey, years. Are you going to wear big old pants in that shirt Elvia gave you for your birthday so you can, you know, take the soul of Michael Jordan? <laughs> Gee. Uh, this stank, baby. I mean, no. <laughs> no. No, man. <laughs> Shit. Chris, the fact that that shirt's still in your house, that means you're going to wear it one day. I am not, bro. I'm waiting for the day my little brother just visits, and I'm just going to give it to him. Uh, it's not right, man. You can't do that with gifts. It's a gift. What are you talking about? No. It's a gift, man. You yes, can't I do can. that with gifts. You gotta I definitely keep can. I definitely can. Shoot, I've done it before. Sad, man. Sad. Hey, bro. Hey man, like I still give Elvie respect for that the cologne. The cologne is fire, shoot. Um, but I'm never wearing that shirt. Like I look at that shirt as motivation, letting me know <laughs> of like, yo, some people really just give some fucked up gifts, like dead ass. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, shout out to uh, but yeah. So moving on, uh, shout out to Chicago. We had a good All Star weekend, from what I can tell, and we all. Like mugs had fun. The worst thing that happened was allegedly coats were stolen, and even that was a myth. So, like, hey man, shout yeah. out to uh, people that did come through, enjoyed themselves. Shout out to the NBA players for not getting stomped out by uh, no real ass Chicago niggas and stuff like that. So yeah, but let's go straight into it. Let's go ahead and recap the All Star game in its very self. Uh, team LeBron beat Team Giannis, uh, one fifty seven to one fifty five. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So no, one day one fifty six. Let's double check that. Let's just make sure we gotta give accurate information. Also, uh, episode sixty seven, Taj Gibson, uh, is the only player worth a damn that has ward number sixty seven. So hmm. worth a damn is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, Taj, it, well, he's been he wore it in his Timberwolves year, so even then, at that point, he wasn't worth a damn. <laughs> So, think about it. If we're talking like Chicago Bulls, Todd Gibson. Oh yeah, we, we yeah man, you know how we get down. But uh, but yeah, Team LeBron won one fifty seven, one fifty five. Kawhi won mm-hmm. uh, MVP with thirty off thirty points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals. Locked up uh, Giannis in the fourth quarter, and uh, literally popping eight threes in people's faces. Uh, so well deserved. Um, and Giannis pretty much. Led his team in stats uh, with twenty five points. So, but um, overall, what you guys thoughts of the game? Uh, we'll just give our overall thoughts before we kind of talk about some of the, well, maybe the few negative. I bet I absolutely loved that game. I was watching it. Um, I watched the whole thing actually. Um, the first quarter, yeah, it was slow. You could tell they weren't really defending. There was a couple taps going into the rim. Um, let me start off with this. The only problem I had with the game 
is probably the refereeing. I had a big problem with that. <laughs> um, that, that. That whole referee situation was poor. Um, and honestly, it, it took, like, some of that stuff took away from me enjoying the game. Um, other than that, I enjoy every aspect of it. Uh, the I think the fourth quarter was some of the best parts, even though it was highlights in the other quarter. Like, the fourth quarter, like, if there was rivals on the court with each other, they was going at it. Um, <laughs> Joel Embiid can't close a game to save his life. Not even an all-star game. Um, Giannis came at Bron's throat. Oh, my God. The- Bro, he came at Bron's throat. He said, I'm going to guard Bron at the end. Um, yeah, that's what he that's what he get for picking that Jenko team. You literally let him get the, the five best players in the Western Conference and they close <laughs> not even the just the Western Conference, the best players in the league. Exit <laughs> <laughs> is he got the he got what five of the six best players in the league other than him. Um, and it, it's it was, that whole thing was hilarious. I love the lineup they closed at the end. Kind of, you know, a lot of Mavs fans are sad because Luca didn't get a chance to um, play in the fourth quarter. Well, play in the crunch time in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, man, you don't want the step back. What is he, Serbian or whatever he is? Um, uh, Lithuanian? I don't know what the heck that Slo- means. Slovakian. Like you don't want him. That 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 was for charity, man. Them little kids. Them little kids look like they were playing a dice game. Um, <laughs> it was it was fun. Some of my favorite moments is definitely the two blocks Giannis had on Brian. Uh, the he one off the fadeaway playing. was beautiful. The one off that fadeaway was beautiful. Oh yeah. Uh, this not coming off a, a Brian hate thing, but I think a lot of people went at Brian. Uh, Joanne Olenby's dream shake to Brian was beautiful too. Um. Uh, Brian, well, here go my appreciation for Brian. Him just overall being the mastermind in the offense when Chris Paul went on the court, um, and him delegating, like a lot of people, I think Famous Lowe's his bump self. He, he's still mad because he didn't get um, uh, celebrity game MVP. Like that thing matter, but um, he talking about that like on the line, uh, and people, I'm, I'm getting real tired to make this about Kobe thing in this whole NBA situation right now. Everything doesn't have to be about Kobe. Um, like, people, because people was mad Bron didn't close the game out, like, with a shot. And I'm like, Bron tried the half-court shot to close the game out. He saw that thing and go, he was like, all right, let me, uh, let me uh, get smart with it. <laughs> Yo, that was, a, um, that was just to see what happens type moment, G. <laughs> I think that was a stroll. I was like, as soon as that joint hit, I'm like, yeah, I want the shot, Bron, yo. But, um, but before we go too deep in the fourth quarter, uh, let's just—I want each of us to uh, give our thoughts before we go into that fourth quarter. Right, that fourth quarter was different. Uh, so, Tyler, you go ahead. I'll go last. Um, like Trail was saying, like the from start to finish, that game was really, really good. I loved the new rule change, and I loved to see the competitiveness like come back into the All Star game, like how it was that. Is there couldn't other than maybe one or two things? There's really, there's really nothing bad about that game. Everybody that came out and they got time, you know, they came out and played like it was a a playoff game almost, like or getting ready for the playoffs, fighting for a playoff spot. So it's just the the attitude that they had going into the game. 
plus, you know, the Kobe tribute, you know, helped everybody bring that competitive spirit into the All-Star game. And I really like to see it. Okay. Oh, me next. Okay, but uh, yeah. but yes, I really enjoyed the game in itself. Uh, I was was I? Yeah, I was coming in from work uh, when the first quarter started, but uh, but I legit like enjoyed um, the game in itself. Like I like the first like I feel like the first two quarters was legit a go ahead and do y'all thing uh, type quarters and stuff like that. So I really wasn't even mad uh, at those quarters being like. Hey, and this also get some charity charity money to the kids for each team, which I respect. And uh, and also shout out to After School Matters getting that bread. And Giannis, also you felt After School Matters, by the way. Uh, he gave another hundred grand after the game was over. He better had, <laughs> but because uh, literally a hundred grand is to him is gonna be nothing uh, in the next year. So <laughs> and they're about to be rich as fuck. Go to the Warriors. Either way, he's gonna be one of the richest niggas in the league. Uh, but, but yeah, like the first two quarters, you could tell, like, it wasn't like, there was still some competitiveness to it, but like the moment, the highlight moments was still pre- very much present, which I enjoyed. And then, uh, the third, the second half in itself was like, you saw the competitiveness, like the third quarter legit ended in a tie. Yeah. Mugs wasn't expecting like, oh, what the hell we're going to do. But the fourth quarter was just. It was different, like especially once all the starters got back in the game. Well, at least I want to say the starters. Most of the starters and who they want to close the game out with. Uh, and this is where we can actually start transitioning to talk about the fourth quarter in itself. Uh, and before that, uh, the fact that Mug just let Kawhi just go look like Steph Curry at the three point line. Shame on y'all. <laughs> shame on y'all. Some of them was tough shots, man. Some of them were, yes. But that, that that man was out there just pulling up like he was Steph. And his shot been off all year. I think he's shooting like below 33% from the, uh, from three this year. So, hey, shout out to somebody sending me $5 for, for my birthday. Uh, but, uh, where was I? But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, y- y'all bogus as hell. Because I'm like, geez, <laughs> it's Kawhi, bro. Like, I, I, I love Kawhi, but no. No. Uh, but yeah, like people was mad in the fourth quarter about like seeing Kyle Lowry out there. But people forget Nick Nurse was the coach of Team Giannis, and also Trey. If you thought people was picking on LeBron, imagine if Trey Young was out there instead of freaking uh, Kyle Lowry. Right. It was picking on Harden too. Giannis was said whoever got Harden yeah. on them, we passed the ball to. Yeah, but he, Harden is as bad as a defender as he once was. Like he's like he's. At the very best, he's solid, and even in that type of situation, he was going to be in a good situation because he was protected by AD, uh, Kawhi, and LeBron playing help defense to a capacity. So he wasn't even going to be in a doomed situation if he, uh, even if uh, like he fucked up. Like Trey Young was just going to get cooked. I think he would have just outright got cooked. Even, that's why Luca ass was even on the court. He would have got cooked. So they put the right people on the court by having CP3 out there, <clears throat> and uh, and Kyle Lowry. Like I wasn't really mad at who they chose to put out there at the end because you wanted the best defenders and people who could set set you up for success as well. So that's how I looked at it. And plus, Giannis had team had the lead by the way that people are not talking about. So yeah, they were only, down nine going into the fourth, right? Yeah. So you let them come back 
you let them come back and win. Because once, like, Team LeBron got this, like, 150, I was like, they're probably going to win this game. It's just going to be very, it's going to be a really stupid finish, which it was. Smart finish, but it was stupid. Very, like, that's a very LeBron, like, okay, look, I am tired. Giannis is not giving me a fucking break. Not budging. <laughs> he was not giving that man a break. Kawhi, Kawhi's quad was probably burning up. So, and it was just like, you know what? I'm good. And I think he. Uh, I think Kawhi also had Pascal on him, so it was yeah. That was gonna come yeah. easy. And Pascal at and like in that fourth quarter, Pascal was kind of giving Kawhi them hands too. So like if so like having Chris Paul and LeBron out there was probably like no well okay we got two playmakers guaranteed, so we just got to figure out and make it work. But Le, but LeBron passing it to AD saying wait we might as well end this off a of free throw because I'm ready to go home. I won't say go home. He was probably ready to go party and get lit, and I don't blame him. So that was a very smart LeBron way to win, but also very uh, – I wasn't really cool with it because it was like, kind of like a dull finish, like a very dull finish. I wasn't mad at it either, though, but it was like very dull. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I meant to say this, and I didn't get a chance to – Shout out to Chris Paul, because he was also, for a man that people was calling old in the beginning of the season, that boy balled out better than the two Rocket players that he, that, that, the, what, the one Rocket player that took his job, and the other one who didn't want to play with him. Um, and he had no choice but to play with him at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and when I tell you that Chris Paul was balling, bro, he, called he was smacking threes. He called it alley oop, and he was in there. I didn't know Chris Paul had bunnies. I didn't know he still had bunnies like that. Like he, like he yeah. get a random dunk, but gee, like he didn't have bunnies like that since uh, his original New, uh, New Orleans, I mean Oklahoma City run. Like uh, Oklahoma City run. Because remember, the Hornets used to be in Oklahoma City after the, uh, the hurricane. They had to relocate. Yeah, they were OKC for a minute, for a little bit before uh, they went back uh. to New Orleans. I was like, like, I'm like oh. but also people got to give him credit for the fact for the rule changes too because you know he's you know president of the players you know, he helped push those rules and to get out of them silver to you know allow them to take and a chance with it because they really didn't have to do it but, and people yeah, was clowning people was clowning the way it was with the they were like oh it's too confusing this stuff woo, 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 woo. not if you know how to pay attention to the damn game yeah no it was confusing at all it was easy. You could tell by the way it was going the fourth quarter was going to be like lit. Um, I think I do believe there was a point in time in which Team LeBron did let Team Giannis get some shine. Not saying they let them win, but it wasn't like the defense wasn't getting played hard. Uh, yeah. My prediction on who was going to win All Star MVP, I technically was right. Because I said a person whose game is catered after Kobe was going to win, and Kawhi is one of those people. Yeah, hey, that's Kobe a smart prediction because I was actually thinking a Kobe disciple or, type. or even Trey Young had a chance. But once I actually started to see how the game was going, seeing their rotation, I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be yeah, one of those two." Guys. I, my man was like, "Only people who's catered after Kobe, then you got Giannis because he's dominant, right?" But right. like, um. People like I don't think Brown was gonna win because I, I I honestly think he don't care for an MVP at this point. 
Yeah. Like if he get his shots, his his shots going in, his shots going in. He did hit one from Lake Michigan before though. Like he hit one of them threes was wild. Yeah, um, that's why he was probably confident chucking up that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that 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 three at the end was hot garbage. That was a heat check if anyone had. That was but, a um, heat check, and also I might have like Giannis is literally putting me in Alcatraz right now. I might need yeah. to end this by doing this, and it might go in. But um, Giannis was putting that boy out. And somebody said it best, like, bro, if Giannis see Braun and those, if Giannis see any between Braun and Kawhi in those finals, bro, niggas better hope Giannis don't go to that finals, G. That's all I got to say, bro. I'm on that bandwagon that he could probably lead the Bucks to a chip, bro. He could. Against like, the right team. Against the right team. Like, but I bro, think. You got, you bro, still- it was nothing. It's all, it's not even about, it's not even about, um, Against the right team for me, it's about if Giannis is not getting meat mopped on defense in the finals. Yeah, like, if like he, I, that's why I feel like Coach, him being guarded by Kawhi is still a problem. I think that's something he could overcome. It's but just, I think Giannis can now tie Kawhi out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, you over a seven game series. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. I think he can because that the, the, as much as people want to talk about it, like. That Raptors team was deep on different reasons, and I think it was deeper than like star power. Yeah, Clippers got it, but as in like deep of just people coming out and 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 being able to defend every single position on the court. The Raptors, I mean, the Clippers still can't defend centers. Yep. Yeah, they still got a front court and, issue, and technically so Giannis like, plays. The and Giannis is a power four, and Montrez Harrell is going to be on him, and that's going to be. A bucket every that's every single time. He's gonna treat that nigga like a, a bubba in Alcatraz. <laughs> I was gonna say something horrible. Um but yeah, Giannis is like you gotta try you gotta have to switch off of every possession because he was going at Braun, not just defensively, but offensively too. Yeah. Like he was going at him. And uh yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the um the king of the east type thing, right? You know, Giannis going for that crown, which no cap, he kind of deserves at this point. Yeah. No, I'm not mad at it. Like he, we said it. Like when they played the buck, when the Lakers played the Bucks, there, like Giannis wants the crown. He wants the crown. So yeah. like, hey, well, I'm not mad. Like I'm not mad at Giannis' performance at all. Uh, not mad at it. Um, but I definitely see where you're coming from with the Giannis is not scared of Kawhi no more. He definitely mm-hmm. gonna go at LeBron with all his might. Um, but I want to say, like, despite the uh, Kyle the re- the referees, uh, I do respect Kyle Lowry taking advantage of the moment, though. I legit- man, he was playing so I hated the charge call, but man, he was playing so good, G. Yeah. Until he like low key the reason they lost, but man, he was playing so good, dog. <laughs> he was the reason, but also you got uh, Kimber Walker. There was a lot of moments where Team Giannis could have like either had an easy bucket. Off like mess ups and then turnover or goofy little Giannis, uh, shot. But team Giannis would have lost if God darn not just they would have lost regardless if if Westbrook didn't stink it up the time he was on the court yeah. or if God darn James Harden hit his shots. Yeah, because Harden had some good shots that he was just missing, like some really solid shots or shots that he would normally make. Because once Team LeBron got to like one fifty five, I would say, all right, give it to James Harden. <laughs> And it's going that's to be what I way. was thinking. No cap. That's exactly what I was thinking, bro. I was like, just I thought at the fourth quarter, I was like, make sure you switch the worst defender on Harden and just go at him. 
Yep, I'm like, especially like all you had to do was get Kim, all you had to do was get Kimba on James Harden somehow. It really don't matter when you think about it because Harden just gonna make mm. he, he he's a walking bucket. But that's how I would that's how I, my goal would have been was to just try to literally get um whoever I can on what on uh on Harden. But I'm well, pretty sure Harden was hung over after the party. The day before. Oh yeah, that man <laughs> was, was that hurt. man was freaking lit, man. That's why he. That's why he don't have good All Star games, G. Because he be he be out there, bro. He, man, love that man was in freaking Ocean's uh, Club, wilding out probably, <laughs> wilding. So I'm not mad at it, G. Like that man loved on strippers. Uh, but Tyler, any thoughts you want to uh, add before we move on? Uh, honestly, even though Kawhi won All Star MVP, I really like how you guys were talking about it, I really think Giannis was the player that stood out the most out of everybody. Like, he really, even though his team lost, he wanted that win more than anybody else, I believe. Yeah, I do too. And I feel like that's going to be something that's going to, he already had that drive to to take this back into the regular season and, you know, keep pushing the bucks to where he wants them to be. But I feel like this is going, this is like unleashing another version that we're going to see in the playoffs. Like, I think he's going to have another good run. Come playoff time, it could he could possibly even break some records this year, maybe. Yeah, the only yeah. record I can see them breaking is either tying the Warriors for that win thing or breaking that because them niggas not losing games, bro. Even when Yana sits, them niggas not losing games. So that's the only record I can see them doing, unless he break the score record and he have to go against like the Warriors to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even like I'm trying to think of. Maybe even on Hawks, because the Hawks have yeah. nobody who can guard him. So, <laughs> but I just th- I feel like he's gonna have the best Eastern Conference playoff run out of anybody in the East this year. Yes, I'm, I'm honestly at the point where I almost want to pick the Bucks over the Sixers. No, I think it. I think the Sixers think still the, the most built team to Sixers, guard because the Sixers though. can get upset by God darn um the Raptors because the Raptors are playing really really yeah, good. The so yeah, the like, Raptors. Yeah, is Miami could upset one of those teams. I don't think yeah. they're beating the Bucks in seven games. I think they could nah. take them to a really good series. But Miami is a team that could set up that could upset Philly possibly. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, but we'll uh, talk about that later. But uh, that's. Recap the All Star Weekend itself. Uh, outside the game, me and Daytra was at the Rising Stars game. Uh, it was it was a good experience. It was it was a very fun game. Went uh went by a lot faster than I thought. Like it really breezed on by fast as hell. Uh, I will say this: watching Zion live is a experience in my book. G. Like, yeah, I, it is. Yeah, like. Watching certain players live makes you give a better appreciation of certain players, but watching Zion live, like when he isn't just walking casually like a Megazord, that dude literally plays, knows the game of basketball so freaking well. Like his game IQ is very up there. I have a lot more of a respect for him. And plus, watching that man literally break the rim, break the rim. Changed my changed everything. I'm like, yo, this nigga strong as hell, more stronger than he needs to ever be, bro. That man is different, different. But uh, I really enjoyed the Rising Stars game, though. Uh, Miles Bridges, he though he's feel like like Tyler. Don't Miles Bridges feel like he's been in the league for like forever? 
Yeah, it feel like, cause he's only been here what three years. <laughs> it's been like longer than that, though, G. <laughs> yeah, but I, it does feel like he's been in here like it's almost like he's a vet at this point. Yeah, Man, like, like he's been around for but he so long. Out. But he this is only year two. Like I'm like it don't feel like he's been in the league for two years, G. Either. I, I it just I don't. Thought it was three. But see, like it's feel like it's been longer than that. But uh, but my I feel like that's anybody that's with Charlotte. Charlotte just be holding on to players and shit. They do, <laughs> literally, because they had I think the most players in the in the game. I think they had three players on Team USA and uh one player on the uh the World Team, I believe. So like they had players, and to the point where literally like Team World had a lineup where it was mainly Hornets players, yeah, which I call the Hornet lineup. With Colin Sexton and uh Pascal, so no. oh Eric Pascal is going to be a really good uh, player for the Warriors. Like whether they get Giannis or not, like he's the perfect person to replace Draymond on that team. Once it's time to let him go, because yep. his time in the tool shed is coming very freaking close, very freaking close. Um, I enjoyed the game for a lot of reasons. Uh. Particularly, that right there. Particularly the um, like just the 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 amount of talent that's about to come, um, literally next year you could say, uh, like though Zion like wasn't probably scoring as much as he was. He was probably even on a, a minutes restriction at that point. The fact that he bent the Backboard slash rim. After that dunk, <laughs> beautiful man, beautiful. Um, uh, and that was an experience in itself. I don't care what else I want to see after that. Just seeing that created a, a great experience for me. Um, what else? Uh, Luca making a half court shot. Luka making a half court shot just for Trey Young to make another one the next, I mean, two days later is awesome. Because um, Trey Young had a half court buzzer beater. <laughs> and, uh, it was some more stuff. Uh, oh, the elder statesman, um, Bridges, uh, Ali Upa himself. Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 um, the bogus dunk contest at the end that nobody connected with. <laughs> and we was all hoping for John Morant to do something crazy, and he couldn't even connect. We, we understand Zion. Zion body don't want to move because of all that deep dish pieces and heralds. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like John, he ain't got no like no problem. But you can tell they were just having fun. Yeah. Uh, I think the only person who actually cares about winning that MVP was uh was RJ oh, Barrett so because he like quietly balled for the world, but everybody freaking else was was just. Passing the ball, doing their thing. Um, Colin Sexton looking mad as heck. <laughs> that nigga got ball hog too. Um, but I enjoyed that. It was, a, it was a fun game. Yeah, it was definitely a fun game. Uh, next year we probably won't get a. Tr- well, next year won't be. It, next year be Zion jogging, but uh, beating up on pretty much. Who's gonna be? Oh, Lamelo gonna be there next year. Yeah, we're gonna be lit next year. So hey, you mm-hmm. then. So and plus, and also next year in Ohio, right? Or is it Indianapolis? Something? I thought it's the All Star game. 
Yeah, the yeah. All Star Game Indianapolis next year, so we can literally oh. road trip yeah. next year yeah. if we want. Road trip, Even though I'm trying to go to Mania next year, we could probably look, bro. Mania is in Mania and um, I'm speaking prosperity. Yes, yeah, oh, we'll figure that out. But I'm speaking prosperity cool. into our bank accounts, so uh, we will be going to both. So it ain't gonna harm our pockets <laughs> like that. So hey, oh God, so hey. Um, but yeah, so the Rise Stars game was decent. Uh. All stars. Oh yeah. Uh, also, Taylor Bennett's ass. That is all. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. So that was literally mugs did not pay that man no attention. Uh, but All Star Saturday night. Uh, let's see, skills challenge, man. So I was just shocked that all the guards lost to big man. It's just let's just keep it all the way, G. The fact that all the guards lost to centers. It's sad. Shout out to Bam, though, G. Like, he did his thing. Yeah. And also, Definitely. somebody lost to Chris Middleton that had no business losing to Chris Middleton. I forgot who it was. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? My, my mic just, like, completely zoned out. I said, uh, uh, which, well, what was the last thing you heard me say? You, like, transitioning after you were done talking about the Rising Star. Oh, yeah, uh, the skills challenge. We was talking about oh. that. Oh, yeah, Bam won, didn't he? Yeah, Bam won, which I'm not mad at. It's just a simple fact that literally that the centers, like the front court players dominated, uh, just outright just dominated everybody, <laughs> the guards and stuff. They got, was, they got skills too, you know? Yeah, like modern-day big is a different type of big nowadays, but still, you telling me that almost every guard couldn't do a bounce pass? I was where literally every single guard could not do a bounce pass. G. I was like, yo, this is not good. This is not yeah, good at all. The coach go back to practice and be like, bounce that ball against the wall from the floor <laughs> to the wall a hundred times. <laughs> that's and that's an actual stop. drill, too. You're not capping. That's an actual freaking drill. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had to do it. See? But yeah, I'm like, I'm like, gee, y'all couldn't do that. And then, and the fact that almost Danny every center could pop a three. Like, I didn't know Bam could shoot. Yeah, Bam got guard play too. Uh, like I'm, I'm curious though. What is Bam's three point percentage? Nine point one percent. Y'all let a nigga who shoots ten percent from the field beat y'all, G. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gotta hold that. <laughs> y'all gotta hold that. But, uh, but yeah, that skill challenge was cool. Shout out to Bam. Uh. Three-point contest was really freaking good. Uh, shout out to Buddy Hill, a.k.a. Buddy Ass. Uh, Buddy Ass won in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to the homies in the barber's chair for making that tweet. But uh, Shout out to Buddy Hill. But uh, Devin Booker put on the show the first two rounds, though. First two rounds oh he put God. on the show. I thought he was going to come in and just win the whole thing. Yeah, I thought he was, too. Like He came out ready to just light niggas up. Um, who else had a decent performance? Uh, That's my boy. Oh, yeah, David Burdens, too. Like, he could always shoot, but it was just actually seeing him in a contest setting. It was just, I, I got even more respect for it as well. I forgot Joe Harris is in the league. He starts on the Nets. Uh, How do you forget? His name fucking Joe Harris, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, respect. Uh, 
But yeah, what else about the three point contest? But yeah, Buddy Hill put on the freaking show. Devin Booger put on the show. Uh, Zach Levine almost did it for the culture, but be that way sometimes. I saw I pick up a ball and my heart dropped. I'm like, oh, the final boss. Because Chris kept saying Zach Levine should be the final boss. I'm like, this nigga really about to be the final boss. And then he yeah. did nothing with him. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that man that literally. Hey, shout out to Kevin Owens having a Chinese New Year Ultra Boost on. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, moving on, Zach Levine, but dunk contest. People, and even I was a little skeptical of this dunk contest. We had a washed up Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. We wasn't sure what we was going to get out of him, if he could do a repeat performance. Derrick Jones, all I knew was that nigga could jump. And Pat Connaughton was actually my under under uh my dark horse to win, believe it or not. But uh, overall, like, this was, like, for this to be the first dunk contest of this decade, it set the tone really freaking good. And we got the best mm-hmm. dunk contest since 2016 as well. Like, I was left impressed. Dwight Howard was easily the worst dunker. But uh, Pat Connaughton, I feel like just because he was white, they didn't give him no respect, which I understand. But I feel like Dwight was really in it just for the fact that he, for one, that league can say that, you know, he was the oldest player to ever compete in a dunk contest. And to do the Kobe tribute, at least, you know, the way well, he, he was in it way before music. Kobe passed. So he was the first yeah. person, actually. So, But I feel like he was just in there for, you know, the, the name value. Yeah. Just throw yeah. somebody in there that somebody people already knew. Yeah. Plus, Josh said he wasn't going to do it. Zach Galeen said he wasn't going to do it. You needed somebody. Him yeah. being that somebody works out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not really mad at it. But uh, but Dwight easily was the worst. Uh, I respect Pat Connaughton. Like, I'm, I'm, some people probably, not, at least now, know he had bunnies. Because in college, I say this all the time in college, that boy was booming people in college. So... It's just he don't get to dunk that much because when you play with Giannis in Milwaukee, your sole purpose is to shoot threes, and that's it. So be that way sometimes. So, but uh, Aaron Gordon really like put on a freaking show. Derrick Jones did too, but once Aaron Gordon did his dunk, it was like everybody was like, "Okay, we gotta step up. We have to step up." And I respected what he brought to the competition altogether. Yeah, it was cool. Nigga had um, all his dunkles are fifty except for the one D Wade did. So. Yep, <laughs> D Wade did that. D Wade was really embracing embracing the bad guy. He did. The thing is, D Wade always enjoyed being a bad guy. He always had like a heel persona, even in his game. Even when he really wasn't, even when he's really not the bad guy. He was the bad guy. Like, you could tell, like, he was, even on commentary, he was rooting for everybody that was a freaking uh, Miami Heat player. So I wasn't shocked. But the simple fact that he, that everybody, I think who said it was common said, we, we was going to get make it a tie. They It was going to be co champions. And then he said somebody decided to get out their role. D Wade said, "Fuck that." <laughs> oh God! He legit said, "Bump that." Like I, like I don't know how you can jump over a seven foot five man. Cleared them. Yeah, all right. Cleared them. Actually, and, seven seven because with shoes on, they say he's seven seven. So that's even more. 
Mm. And look, he jumped over a man that is arguably taller than Yao Ming with ease. Come on, mm. man. Like, gee, come on. Like, and even then, Derrick Jones' last dunk wasn't even worth a 47 to me. That was a 45. Yes, he jumped from the free throw line, but I feel like that's played out at this point after Zach Levine Man, under it's the so legs. played out, bro. After Zach unless Levine. You, unless you, you do what to, Zach Levine did and finish it, I'm, it's not all that. Especially bro, Zach Levine that, was hitting windmills from the free throw line. I don't just want to see no clean the legs, bro. I don't want to see Zach no Levine did that from He did that from the free throw line. Yeah, Zach Levine did it from under the legs from the free throw line. Like, that's the standard. To me, it's like, okay, a windmill ain't doing it no more. Like, cool. Unless you're doing, like, the Jordan windmill from the free throw line, then yeah. And, even and then, then I ahead. don't know if everybody else peeped it, but most of his dunks, he, he was just keep he was doing under the legs from different positions. That was it. They Which were still, bad, they looked man. good, but, you know, but. It's starting I to say, become yeah, the same they looked really, really good. I, I, I was okay with. I was the 360 okay with, he did was nice. I love that yeah. one. But I was okay with his dunk. I just think the fact that Aaron Gordon had like five yeah, fifties. Yeah. Yeah, he had five fifties and like I get his point where I have five fifties. And even he said it during the contest himself. It's over. I should win. I have five fifties in a row. He don't. So I get his point. And I feel like even if you had to like bring it to a tie. If you had to combine all the scores, Aaron Gordon would have won regardless. Yep. Because that's how I'm like, okay, we need a tiebreaker. He has 550s to your what, four, three? So, see how we're getting down here? Shout out to AJ Styles. He's back already. Um, yeah, we're watching Rob live, by the way. But, um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah. gee. Like he jumped over a nigga that's seven foot five. Nobody can't do that with ease no more, G. That's just me, though. Um, but, yeah, but uh, I respect Aaron Gordon while he's mad and all of that. Like, he's justified. Um, Derek Jones, you better hope you don't see Zion next year. Let's put it that way. Because they're going to get that man a 10 just off being a big-ass nigga. Honestly, the league, they kind of, as far as looking for dunkers next year, I mean, obviously, they, you got plenty of dunkers in the league. Find some guys that are really going to try to bring some more creativity to it. I mean, Josh said he ain't doing it. And John need Who? to get off his damn high horse. Yeah, Josh said, yeah, said he's said not he doing it. He might change his mind next year. You never know. But <laughs> it's not too many guys that you know is going to put on the show. Exactly. Because it's like, is it like, because to me, it's like, it's a difference between just like Aaron Gordon, like, yeah, we know he can dunk, but he's, he could tell he's creative. What makes his dunks even better is just the fle- no homo like the flexibility in it because for a dude his size height yeah like a guy he's six I think almost six ten I think either six eight six nine either one and he's probably like two fifty a guy his size is no like I said is very flexible and makes a lot of his dunks look really freaking nice yeah. he's not supposed to be able to put his whole body near the he's been yeah, able to like he contorts his body and crazy ways for a guy his size like so like that which helps in his creativity Derek Jones just jumps up really high so he gets the benefit of just being like okay I could squeeze in some stuff while I'm up here um mm-hmm. 
But it's like, it's not a lot of guys. Like, it's probably some guys we just got to actually see them in contests. Let's yeah. just put it that way. We just got to see them in contests. But, but it's probably also safe to say that uh, Zach Levine is officially retired, too. Because I don't think he's going to do it next year, either. Especially yeah, he got if... His, he got his two Aaron Gordons just not getting to do it. Yeah, unless unless Zach Levine says he's going to do it and he challenges both Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones, then we might have something. But uh, one thing I will say, I think they need if they're going to do four people in a contest, they need to actually uh, add more dunks per round in my book. Like I think they need to do three dunks per round. Just I, but I think I don't know, man. People run out of dunks. You gotta find. You figure it out. Shit. Most time the first dunk is, I feel like most time your first dunk is like a warm up, like it's either going to be safe or it's a warm up type dunk where it's like okay, like the this first gonna dunk get... gonna be a goddamn free throw line dunk. Cool, easy forty five, forty six, shoot. Because <laughs> most of the time the last guy is gonna sit there and see like okay, okay I could pull this off. All right, y'all have fun with that. That's just how I view it. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, going forward, I think uh, the dunk contest should be shorter, and then you just add the um, king of the court. I think the king of the court would be a fantastic idea other than a, just a dunk contest. Uh, I think more players would get involved if it was king of the court. Um, so that's what I, I, I wish to see. I, I feel like with King of the Court, it sounds nice to say that more people might get involved until mugs. Some people just don't want to lose one on one on camera. G, it's like but the dunk I think, contest. Some I, people but I think don't the competitive drive will get King of the Court better because it's kind of like the skills challenge. You're losing on camera regardless to a one on one person. Yeah, skills um, same thing is like with, an with three point contest. Like niggas be losing to people like God darn Joe Harris. Yeah. Like, imagine the difference going is to Joe the Harris is a specialty and, shooter. Hey, didn't you lose to Joe Harris tonight? And you got to be like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't fat, like, you know. I, I I personally think it should it should be that. Because, like, they do it in Olympic games all the time. Like, when they practice it for Team USA, all they do is got darn. Yeah, that's uh, practice. And most, of not, and most of it's not on camera. Like, we may get, like, cut up clips most of the time when we see that. We're not bro, getting... Just seeing, bro, but just seeing one-on-one, like, KD going against, I think it was, like, Kyrie in the King of the Court situation, and see them being able to get buckets on each other was crazy, bro. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> but I just don't think it's going to go as people think it's going to be, and Muzz going to be mad when we see freaking just, at the very worst, Chris Middleton versus goddamn uh, TJ... Uh, I mean, not TJ. I mean, yeah, TJ Warren. Oh no, I think the players would go for it. I don't uh, know. I think somebody like I don't think you probably won't get all the stars, but I think the ones that are extremely competitive would do it. Yeah, you could get a Kyrie in there one year. I don't know. I definitely like it, like it sounds it. nice until like you got to remember some of these mugs is sensitive as hell. Mm, yeah, true. That's the thing, and then I will. I feel like there's no point unless everybody's in it has to be a a, a star level player. Like I don't want to see Chris Middleton. I don't want to see T.J. Warren. I don't want to see. But what if you got? What if you got like Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker? Yeah, like those Dang. are stars. Yeah, those are stars. There's a difference. 
like those because are I, don't th- I think the super I think the superstars will probably pass. Yeah, like, like the super like the bronze, the ADs. They don't want to tweak your ankle or something. Yeah, but like you can like, you, you get like if it's a, if it's enough stars, you might be able to draw KD, maybe just to state dominance. You might be able to draw Kyrie, but like if it's literally, but if it's just you relying on just them two, I don't think they're gonna go for it. And you get nothing but TJ Warren and goddamn Tyler Hero. <laughs> like nobody wants to see that. Also, if the, if that does happen, then just if I would see Jimmy Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren for comedy reasons. But I I, I personally think to start not the superstars. I think we we have to you know go with that. Like superstars, Braun asked us to say he was going to do a dunk contest. Then he realized I, I probably can't do a dunk contest. But um, I think I think we could get like the Devil Bucks, the Bradley Bills, John Wall come back and probably do it. Like people who we will actually, I'm not even watching Rob, but I got a feeling that AJ Styles going to get called out by the Undertaker. Or Undertaker mm, uh, out well, by he's AJ fighting Styles. Ricochet right now, so. Oh, <laughs> that's coming in the coming of weeks, bro. Wait, well, he's not actually. So they fighting. really, they really. Well, he's not actually wrestling. Uh, AJ? He's fighting Carl Anderson's fighting uh, Ricochet. <laughs> I can see it happening, but uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Cause like the dunk contest, I'm like, it's not that I'm getting bored of it, but I'm honestly thinking these niggas ain't got no more dunks. Yeah, you gotta like, think no about it. We gotta think about like the amount really of dunks we see. Like we have access to like test. seeing ridiculous shit casually by dudes who who, who basketball skill is nothing more than. I'm a practice doing stupid ass dunks all goddamn day. I don't. I can't dribble. I can't shoot worth a damn. I shoot like honestly. I shoot like Magic Johnson as a rookie. So it's like they they talent is jumping. So when we see those people type of people, when comparison to like uh, Zach Levine, who literally developed from just a dunker to like a worldwide like phenomenon where he can do everything, it's like yeah, of course he's. Uh, we want to see more from the pros but they got they they want to get better as players but even though, even the wowza even the wowza dunks from instagram and stuff don't even you know move the needle for me anymore yeah it's just like we're spoiled like we see we we have access to it all so it's like it's just the more the fact of can you land it on your first try right yeah that's more than anything can you land it because like when we see the ig shit we, mugs get spoiled sure by all. They can do it on the first try. Nick, we don't know how many tries it took Buddy Ass from 79th to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> like we just got the we got the clip that worked that worked. It's like movies. Like Bad Wild probably missed so many times on like Mike till they got the right cut. So hey, <laughs> just saying. Bad Wild participated in like Mike. Oh, yeah, I thought that was all camera shots, man. He was actually playing with Morris Chestnut in the nights. <laughs> he was, man. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we don't got time to really recap the first the first half of the season. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Chicago Bulls and actually, and actually doing front office changes. So it was rumored last week, but it was, came from the Daily Herald. And I'm like, bro, I don't believe the Daily Herald. Let me know when Watch talks about it. And once Watch gave confirmation that 
the Bulls are actually going to do changes to the front office and are actively looking for a general manager. I was in tears of joy. Tears of joy, man. Because it gives me it's false hope. Damn time. False hope that things might actually get better for this team. Because if it took literally for the Chicago fans to go on first take and yell, fire guard packs, you know you fucked up. It took them for to literally have an all-star weekend environment for them to realize, yo, our front office is full of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. So, because the Bulls much, really couldn't even promote the event, the event like they did, because they didn't have no all stars. They didn't really the our, you know, front office don't do anything to promote anything for. Well, our front that has nothing to do. The, the NBA itself has that's more on the NBA. Like the Bulls can't, the Bulls fucked up on on that end because I mean, but it's mean. like as far as like promoting the organization, you oh, know, yeah. with the team. With the city, the game being here in our city, you would think the team would be able to do more. And I'm sure they did stuff individually, but it's just like we hear more of it. It's more about the city itself than the Bulls actually being able to do something to pro, like show like, hey, you know, it's in our city. This year. Yeah. We don't have nothing. The Bulls just don't have nothing more for themselves. Yeah, agree. And but the uh, but yeah, for the Bulls' sake. Uh, it was probably the best. What is Chicago fans say? It was probably the best thing to happen. Is watch confirming that um, that there will be changes because so pretty much the changes that will happen is that uh, uh, John Paxton will have less of a role in terms of basketball operations. He's still gonna have his position supposedly, but uh, he will have less basketball power operations. So that gives more power to the general manager. Um. Gar Gar Foreman will be demoted to a scout, which he's not necessarily like he's he's a really good uh find of drafting talent. Like he found Jimmy Butler. He uh like Lori Lori isn't bad. Chris Dunn is iffy at times, but who cares? So it's like he's not a bad drafter. Like he he can find talent. So I'm not necessarily mad at him being demoted to like a head scout or whatever. Like the Bulls tend to draft well. It's just putting the talent freaking together. Um, right. and but, keeping it together exactly but uh, I'm all for whoever the bull as long as the bulls find somebody who isn't a freaking yes man so we're freaking John Paxton's behind the scenes still in control in a weird way hire a freaking good general manager who can literally do something with this team because it's already confirmed Jim Boylan's fired by the way um, yeah get him up out of here he's done um, and it's going to be more of a question of if the dude you bring in, does he want, what does he want to do with this roster more than anything? So it's, that's going to be the really interesting thing as a whole. Because there's good coaches out there still. It's just whether or not they actually want to deal with, you know, whatever may, may come with this job. Because the Bulls coaching spot is not an easy job to keep. Exactly. Or to really even not, get but... somebody to take the job that's, you know, coaching the team. Yeah, but that's why you have to sell whoever comes in at that this is that it's not like former because literally John Paxton fought like Daytra mentioned. Uh, did you mention off or on the, like we was before we started right? Like some mm-hmm. of the shit that Tibbs had to do to deal with like that's well recorded. Um, he literally tried to fight Vinny Del Negro. 
he did fight Vinny Del Negro, by the way. No, he he actually fought the man. Um, like literally, like it's a lot of like verbally. No, he fought. He wanted to throw hands with the man. G, they were on the verge of fighting, like throwing hands. G, like you can look that up. Like I forgot who told that story, but he was on the verge of fighting Vinny Del Negro before he got uh, fired. But he was going to leave anyway. Um, but yeah, so it was like if as whoever they hired, they have to literally sell that it's a legit culture change. I'm the boss that runs the place. You don't have to legit worry about uh, the fool, the fool above me, because he don't got that, as much power as you think he do. So if you can sell him on that, we have some type of hope. We have some type of hope. Having an All Star game here gives. I feel like it gives a lot of the players, free agents, like future free agents, the idea. Like you know what, this city isn't just cold weather. It's actually a pretty fun ass city. They got holes. They got heroes. <laughs> so, they got mouth sauce. They got pizza. Like, shoot. So, when you like, get the right amount of hype around, the city could be lit for a very long time. The city always going to be lit regardless. Like, we've been a piss poor sports city for a whole decade. So, we, the right. city's going to be lit regardless. But, like, I think NBA but like when our teams a, are doing good, it's like it brings a whole different feel to the city. Oh yeah, agree. But people are less, way less angry. Yeah, of course. But be, like Muggs is gonna be angry regardless, because until you bring a championship. But yeah. like I feel like a lot of players, at least a lot of the star players, got a good feeling, a more genuine feeling for the city just off this weekend alone as well. So that's something you can sell as well as an organization, or at least players can look at it and be like, you know what, Chicago lit, even though it's cold, they be lit as hell. So something that you can look at. But uh, at least there's some type of hope for the Bulls this upcoming uh, this upcoming off season. Uh, question though: If you're the Lakers, win or lose the championship, win or lose, do you offer yeah. the Bulls? Okay, that's all I had to say. Okay. Wait, what? I didn't even hear the question. Oh, well, Datra already said yeah. But uh, if the Lakers win or lose the championship, don't make a difference. Do you trade Kyle Kuzma in a in a package for uh for Zach Levine. Uh I want to say yes. But do the Lakers necessarily need a Zach, a Zach Levine? Do they yeah. or are they looking yes. for somebody else cuz they the need somebody why. that can necessarily I know I know they need another ball handler, but they kind of still need a backup for LeBron too. They need somebody who can create their own shots. F a backup for LeBron. LeBron going to play 45 minutes anyway when time needs to be. You need somebody who can make their own shots. And Zach Levine can create his own shots. And LeBron going to – and AD going to discipline him enough to be a three, a third-string player and not a person who dribbles the ball off the court. If LeBron James made Kyrie a facilitator in Cleveland, he can make Zach Levine one too. I'm not Kyrie. saying he can. I think that would – I think he would fit with them. But I don't know. I just – for me, I just I don't want to see Zach Levine get traded necessarily. Agreed. But for for the Lakers' sake, I I I guess I would agree to it. If I was the Lakers, yeah. Like the reason yeah, why, if I'm the Lakers, and you do this, because next year, next year you pretty much guarantee like you're signing resigning AD. You LeBron is only going to get older, and I think LeBron 
is having a lot of fun playing point guard. So, yeah. So let LeBron be third scoring option. He could still get his twenty because over time, I think LeBron just. Want, I think LeBron probably realizes. Look, I might at least win one more ring, at least one more before I retire. It maybe two, but if he can get that scoring title, I think he's straight. <laughs> what the? Uh, I don't know, bro. Don't he got to average like twenty one points for the rest of his career? Uh, think for the next three years, which is very doable. At least twenty. No, it has to be at least twenty, and he's fine. So, but uh, but like I look I at it as like this. Can, you can get there. Yeah, like I look at it like this for the Lakers. <laughs> if Kuzma in the playoffs does not prove to me that he it can be a legit number two to AD, because you guys still look future wise. You gotta look five years ahead. After LeBron, yeah. AD is the face of our franchise. Can Kuzma be his number two? If he can't, I'm looking for young pieces to put with him. Shoot! Honestly, that's the case, if, you, you can... if you're acting like that now, I will say that he can't, to be honest. I don't think that's not for not behind not behind Anthony Davis, I don't believe. Why? He, Anthony Davis just, played with Drew Holiday and was not much of a problem. And Zach Levine's a it's way not better that it's offensive a problem. player. I just don't think that that's the. I don't know. I don't really think that that's who Kuzma is. I don't think he's a number two. To oh, be honest, you're talking about Kuzma, okay. But yeah, like I just yeah, like it's just Zach Kuzma, Levine, yeah, yeah, Zach Levine, yeah. But I think Kuzma has to prove to me, starting when the games start back. Which I think this week, this upcoming weekend, plus the playoffs, that he can be a number two. Like that's just how I look at it. Like he has to prove to to prove. If not, we're calling the Bulls. Hey, yo, seeing this little boy cry because Randy Orton murdered Matt Hardy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Man, Hardy is literally out here dying for sins and coming back the next week. <laughs> oh my God, that man died. <laughs> and look, kids is crying over Matt Hardy. G. <laughs> but, but yeah. So that's just a thought. We just I want to just quickly talk about. Also, uh, look like the Cavaliers is also going to fire their coach before the game for the season starts back up or at the end of the season. At this point. If you're outright saying we're not bringing them back next year, just fire folks, G. Just fire him, please. In his misery. Uh, John Beeline. Jim Beeline. John Beeline. Mm-hmm. Like, let folks just go. Let let him disappear. Let him go back to college and find a job somewhere. I don't know who needs a coach, but somebody will need a coach. Let him go back to college, G. Because the pros just ain't it for the man. So, uh, and the Rockets they gotta about get a coach to... that's not gonna let Colin Sexton ball. And well, good luck with that. Um, and the Rockets is about to sign Jeff Green and Demar Carroll. Oh, that was a question I meant to ask earlier. Has Jeff Green played for baseball, or was I that a separate, so. different team? I want to feel like he played for a team. That was Jail Green. Yeah, you're thinking Gerald Green. I no, I was still there. thinking like forward. No. 
But that's not a bad pickup, though. It still kind of helps their small ball situation as far yeah. as, like, them not giving up on that at all. But yeah, I still don't think over time that's going to be just sustainable for them. Hell no. Nah. I feel like they're just adding more bodies. Like, Jeff Green would be the backup center, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and Damari Carroll, you know, he played – Jeff Green did play a little bit of center – in LeBron's last year in Cleveland, though, so I give him respect. He played a little bit backup center, a little bit center. Mm. But uh, Damari Carroll is just another body to guard uh, LeBron and uh, Kawhi in the playoffs, as I view it. So that's not going to do much, though. Not much at all. Um, but it's just bodies to throw. Um, but yeah, I'm not mad at none of the signings. Detroit, your thoughts? I'm not mad at either. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and move on to wrestling. Uh, before we get into NXT, WWE things, uh, we're going to start a new segment called Did Anything Cool Happen in AEW This Week? Um, So that way we kind of keep it a little balanced. Uh, so this past week, did something cool happen in AEW? Yes, Nyla Rose is the women's champion. And shout out to the transgender community. Uh, thoughts? I don't give up. Man, let me quit. That was what's up, though. I think it was um, uh, needed. Uh, women's division booty. Yeah, women's division was hot garbage. Um, So, they need to change the face. She's always the... So, yeah. I think it was the best decision. Um... Now we just gotta uh now we just gotta um like flesh out contenders. Good luck with that, because that's their main problem. You don't have competition. So, I mean you don't have no much in the division, so yeah. So um, Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, that's the coolest thing to happen to AEW um this week. Uh you know AEW's gonna be at C two E two, right? Uh, okay, I can really say it now. I don't give a... <laughs> what I'm gonna do. <laughs> hang, try to hang with the young bucks. I don't care about them niggas, man. I, I, I do uh, not care. I can't keep for up with AW, it, bro. I can't keep up with it at all. The, I watched maybe the first month of it, and it just was. It's still not. I tried to watch. I tried to watch an episode maybe two weeks ago. I don't even remember what happened. Hey, man, man. I got. And hey, I tried getting a chance. I really did. Hey man, be that way. Um, but let's go ahead and uh talk about NXT Takeover, uh Portland, which was last night. Shout out to competing against the All Star game. But um let's go ahead and just go talk about them everything that happened that night. Uh Keith Lee versus Dominic Djokovic for the forty fifth hundredth time. It's still slapped. Uh really great match. Um once like literally they always find a way to one-up these matches. I think this is the first one to happen in a takeover or the second one to happen at a takeover. Uh, probably the second. They are like yeah. a rivalry. Yeah, so they they have one of them internal rivalries. But uh, I really enjoyed the match. Um, they always just find a way to just do something. You sit there and be like, these motherfuckers are too damn big to be doing stuff like this. Yeah. I think it was the chokeslam spot 
when Djokovic like did a flip out of the choke slam and then Keith Lee did the same thing, you know, his was a sloppy landing, but also the you know, like four fifty. That joint was gonna be sloppy regardless. <laughs> that weight was gonna come back regardless, bro. Agree. Based on gravity. Yep, and also uh, the end when Keith Lee hit the spirit bomb and jo- jo- uh, Djokovic literally, like, like you know how he hopped, like Mugs hopped out the spirit bomb? This mug hopped and still got back up. Like, it was a nasty-looking counter. It was hilarious, but uh, still a good, it was a good match. I liked, it was a good, good, great match, so. Good opener, too. That was a good choice for y'all. Yep, uh, then Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. Uh, I was fast forwarding through this match, but uh, some of the spots I saw was really funny as hell. Like, uh, like when I I get them mixed up, so I think it's Tegan Knox. Uh, she Tegan Knox was the heel one, right? Or Dakota Kai's the heel? No, that was Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai's the heel. Yeah, yeah. Tegan Knox, I think, threw the chair at uh, Dakota Kai and literally uh hit a not a Van Daminator but just kicked her and it was just hilarious as hell like it was some funny spots in this throughout this match but it was a cool match though I ain't got nothing to say about it other than Dakota Kai can you uh, marry me please I know I think you talked to Shayna Baszler and I understand that she's more of a man than I ever will be but please pretty please please just give me a chance. And I won't. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, I think, what's her name? I think they changed the name. She was in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Gonzalez chick. They changed the name to Raquel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they changed the she- name to Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, she interfered in the match, so, but yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor. I watched this match in full, and it freaking slapped. It slapped like a muff. Like I don't, I don't. I to me it wasn't match of the night. If it, if Keith Lee and Djokovic wasn't in, or uh, Cole versus Ciampa wasn't in this card, it would easily be match of the night. Easily, for sure. But it was a really good match. Uh, Finn Balor won with a Finn Balor. Just a lot of his matches end in like super aggressive like ways, where it's just like damn, like this nigga just really booked his ass and won. Um, but yeah, I really, Trey, your thoughts on the match? I didn't watch it. That's tough. Um, then we had the women's I liked champion. It. it. It was like. I kind of had a feeling. Well, it made sense that Finn was going over because I think that this is definitely setting up for Finn to, you know, challenge Adam Cole, either at Takeover. What is it? Is it? Oh, Takeover Tampa. It's either going to be the night of Takeover Tampa, or it's possibility that they uh, have that match on the WrestleMania. I can see that happening. But. Well, I'm going to say the rest of what I got to say until we get to the main event because it's segueing into it. Yeah. Uh, then the women's match between Ray Ripley and Bianca Belair. Uh, shout out to Bianca Belair coming out in uh, in the uh, Ric Flair light coat put in, uh, with the message on it. That was fire, by the way. Shout out to Black History Month. Uh, 
uh, of course, we as we expected, Ray Ripley won. With uh, Charlotte popping up afterwards, um, jumping on Rhea Ripley to confirm that it she is going to fight her for the belt at Mania. So it's unfortunate. You know what's odd about this? We what? really didn't see this one coming because when they played that promo of how like how she was like coming to the coming into her own as a star, like I didn't really I wasn't really paying attention too much to it until really now. Mm-hmm. I hit. I uh, It's not a bad choice. Either. Yeah, it like I'm not mad at it because I feel like because in a way when you look at NXT's women roster right now, it is very freaking stacked and like after Even though they Mania, got a lot of the talent, they just yeah, it's a, it's a for lot of talent. The ones to lead the pack. Yeah, and I think it's like you could move a couple of them up without really. This, where they don't need a women's title run. Like, I feel like Bianca doesn't really need a NXT women's title run. She's ready, and you could just go ahead and put her on the main roster and figure it out from there. Um, I want to say Il Shirai, but I feel like she just screams NXT, and uh, I, I'm kind of scared they just might they might put her with the Kabuki Warriors just because she's Japanese and don't know English. Uh, so I don't want her moved up to Raw SmackDown yet. And honestly, you could put either or Dakota Kai or Tegan Knox up to the uh, Raw SmackDown as well. That's just how I look at it. Because there's just so much talent that NXT has right now. Whereas, like, you can pull, like, a couple of them and it's not going to hurt the product of what's going on on NXT right now. So, but I feel like Bianca... Speaking Bella, of the women's division in general, what's going on? His tag team title. I honestly have not seen anything about um, it. They have really and nobody to fight. Yeah, that's. An, I that's think they probably fighting why. Natalia and Beth Phoenix at Mania. Yeah, that's I pretty much because after. Uh, cause, but weren't they a team last year? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then even on Raw, see like, that again. Even on Raw, uh, the uh, Kabuki Wars beat the Living Daylights out of Natalia. Like so. <laughs> so like you have to give them somebody because I think the Iconics one of them is hurt still um they already beat the Daylights out of Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross for the umpteenth time um oh yeah that's right because Kyrie Sane is still out with the you know the concussion protocol right see, yeah see no Kyrie Sane's yeah. back she fought tonight Okay, I ain't, I ain't so she, she wrestled tonight. She she fought Natalia, but at the end they beat the daylights out of Natalia. But um, but yeah, it's just they don't really have anybody to really throw at them who you, without just making a hodgepodge tag team of just like they were just together. Like unless you unless Nia Jax can just come back and you can put her back with Tamina, which is already kind of established tag team. So it's just they don't have nobody to go against. But yeah, so that's that. Um, speaking of tag team, the tag team championship match between Undisputed Era and Broserweights, I didn't watch this match, but everybody said it was probably one of the best tag team matches they've seen in the past couple of years. So, uh, the I Broser actually Waits missed won, the though. finish to this match. I missed the finish. Mm. Yeah, so I can't really comment on it. Uh, but everybody said it was really good, and shout out to the Undisputed Era, uh, Era of Gold coming to an end. Um... 
Then we got the Adam Cole versus Ciampa match, which I feel like in terms of pure physicality, this match was different, G. Man. <laughs> different. It like, was a point in the match where I thought Ciampa got hurt for real. He just sails that. That wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah. To G. the to the table that I thought he got hurt for real. Yeah, I thought he did too. But um this match was just different, G. Like it was so many freaking close calls, close counts, uh physical, like just what the hell, like these niggas are just beating living shit out of each other type match. Like I really enjoyed this match. Uh easily I would say it's the best match it was the best match of the night. Um and they just told a really good story with it. And I really like the finish as well, which led to uh, Gargano magically popping up uh, just to cost Ciampa the belt. Y'all thoughts? Oh, yeah, I really, I was really invested in this match from start to finish. It was almost to the point where it's one of those matches where it's like you kind of know what the storylines are like going into the match. Mm-hmm. But you're just kind of wondering in certain spots, like, are they really going to swerve you and go the other way? Because there was a point where they had us going, like, maybe Ciampa's really going to pull it off. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, it's just, like you said, it's really good storytelling. I didn't, I wasn't mad at the finish at all. I'm actually to what's coming next because of that. And, um, yeah, it was just overall, that's definitely, that's already a match of the year candidate type of match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Trail, your thoughts on the match? Did you see the match? Anytime Adam Cole wins, I stand. <laughs> and I thought Chompa Neck was literally about to dead touch after that goddamn bump. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I, I him and da- him and Daniel Bryan are good at selling neck injuries when they not edge, really hurt. And Edge. Edge too. And Edge, edge literally had plenty of time to learn to sell neck injuries, so he should he better not put that up. So. Um, but yeah, like overall good match. Um, me and Tyler was talking about, did we, did we put, were we talking about that in the group chat or was that like, or, or we were just texting about it, but we talked about I this talk, morning. I brought it up underneath that, that, uh, Gargano versus Trump. Oh yeah, that was on Facebook. Facebook we page. talked about it. And then I posted a little bit more about it in chat, but, yeah, but bro, I'm telling you. Tampa versus Gargano is going to go down as the greatest rivalry in NXT history. Like, they just have such a good story that they've been telling for the last, what it, has it been, four years? About three, four years now, yeah. But yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, I just feel like this needs to be, like, the last of it. Because more like they're going to, uh, but, like, I feel like it would be a good way where, to lo- like, make it race the six all the way where, like, loser leaves NXT. I feel like that would be the perfect way to end the rivalry, at least for now. Because, like, eventually we're going to see both of them on Raw or SmackDown, and we're going to continue the shit. But, like, a loser leaves NXT match would, like, make the stakes just, like, way more higher than usual. So, and plus, I think and I would honestly like anyway. for them to be, it would be fitting for them to be the first two NXT superstars in NXT to compete in the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Like, Sunday. It has to be something like if there's gonna be high stakes like that, they gotta put them in the cage or something. But not like how like Gargano and Adam Cole do it, even though that was a really good match. But I, I think yeah. a Hell in a Cell would be fitting to end the rivalry, at least in NXT. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, 
before we go into Super Showdown predictions, because that's not this upcoming Thursday, but next Thursday, well, we could probably go another. We'll wait to do the predictions, see what happens the past week, uh, this upcoming week. But um, it is announced that John Cena will be coming to SmackDown at the end of the month. Um, pretty much, it has been rumored that he is fully invested in taking part of this year's Mania, so we can see a tease for what. Uh, who his potential opponent may be. Excuse me. With the return of uh, Velveteen, it's been rumored that he is high on Velveteen. He wants him to be the next guy. So I'm cool with that. I'm all for it, of course, because I'm a Velveteen dream stand. But it is also now rumored that uh, Cena might fight Elias at Mania. The Elias face mm-hmm. right now, though. Exactly. I don't know who's seen the faces. If he faces somebody, he's also promoting his new movie. So that's we people like looking for God darn who's seen to go fight next. And it's not gonna be Elias. We don't know. It's not huge. We don't know. So it's like there's nothing but rumors right now. But it is confirmed that Cena will be on SmackDown at the end of the month. Probably also they just need somebody to be there just in case. Uh, Saudi Arabia planes don't work again, so they need somebody <laughs> to be there when they have the roster. Like, okay, we don't know what the hell is going on, so so that's something to look forward to. Because um, Cena, when Cena was on, when was last time Cena was on like TV? He didn't show up at any like SummerSlam, did he? No, it's all, I think it's really almost been a year. Yeah, so. It's something to look forward to. Um, anybody but Hogan, so I'm cool with it. Uh, oh, my God. And then they actually had the nerve to put this man on TV. Brother. Come on. Go away. Go sit down. The only thing I'm trying to see is him bust his hip for the last time, so he has to literally, he has to sit down because he's not going to be able to walk if he does. Agree. Definitely agree. But um, I will pay to see. I will, too. I will pay to do it. If somebody would pay me to get rid of Hogan's hip forever, I'll, I'm down. I am down. Shoot. Put that man in a, a freaking wheelchair forever. Put him on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> Put that man on the third floor. But yeah, the so. man up in there with, uh, what's the buddy name that, I forget, I forget dude's name, with Larry. <laughs> Yo, name stop. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, but uh, is there anything else we need to really talk about wrestling wise? We probably missed. Um, I think that's really any cool. other any. Oh, so what do you? What are some other matches that you think they might end up putting on Mania? I definitely think Braun is going to defend his title at Mania. I, and I kind of think it's going to be against Sheamus. Which will be a bad idea. was thinking we get Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, too. I'm low-key. I feel like, but I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind it if it was for the right reasons. But I just wouldn't want them to just throw them together and just, you know, just to get them on the card. Like, give them to those two guys. Are like, I mean, obviously... You could put them on the car with anybody, and they'll put on a good match. Mm-hmm. But give them a reason to fight each other, though, at least. 
Um, I don't know, but uh, we might get like Authors of Pain versus the War Raiders, but in a legit tag match. Um, which a slap on the lowest of keys. Uh, if this dog jump over me one more time, I swear to God, I'm gonna be aging for a day. But um. <laughs> Um, I don't know who Alistair Black goes against. I don't know who, uh... As long as it's not Eric Rowan. What, so Eric Rowan can up the, the, the cage drop on him? Whatever that thing is. Man, got a chihuahua in that cage. I doubt if it's a chihuahua, man. We're getting to think that's a coon. <laughs> I said that's something. That's a coon, boy. <laughs> um, with rabies. But, um... I think if anything, Alistair Black goes for the U.S. title. Cause I don't know oh, how yeah, long they could do Alistair versus Andrade. Yeah, yeah, I would slap on the highest of keys. Cause I don't know how many times he's gonna have. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm loving what they're doing with the U.S. title, but I don't think they had. I don't think they got enough Mexican stars just to keep having them fight all each other. Gee, um, they, I love been that they the Mexican star rotation for too long. I, I I love that they put them all in the front, but I'm 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 tired of that rotation now too. You know, Brock versus what's his face. I don't not know who Seth Rollins goes against. Probably Kevin. Owens. I don't know either he, Kevin Owens or Buddy Murphy. I can see Buddy Murphy. Kevin Owens feuds lasting longest hatch. Uh, I feel like they're like, trying to do something to. But they, they really haven't even fought one on one yet. That's Kevin. the thing. What'd you say? KO and Seth Rollins haven't fought one on one since they've been feuding recently. So they probably uh, saving it for me. I Mavis. guess. So it's not like where we've seen Roman and uh, Corbin literally have one on ones and then they uh, every they, week. Yeah. So it's just we haven't even seen them. Well, here comes Seth Rollins now beating the hell out of everybody. But um, but yeah. So I kind of look at it a little bit differently. It just Kevin Owens been getting his ass whooped with just a different batch of of a different tag team. Every what week. are they gonna do with Samoa Joe? They'll find something to do. Samoa Joe, find something to do. Shoot, Samoa Joe. He he's he's gonna be the next big show when if healthy, where he could be a heel or face whenever they feel like it. So <sighs> I'm a giant. <laughs> I'm a giant and never forget ironclad contract like the tone of how I used to say ironclad contract was just golden with that whole situation you gotta respect I'm it I'm getting paid like, more than you will ever make in a lifetime what well, he was telling everybody exactly. so don't worry about if I'm coming back as whoever I'm getting paid for it <laughs> Exactly. Shout out to Big Show, though, man. Uh, but let's go ahead and end the episode on that note. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening, every, like, as always. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. We greatly appreciate that. Um, any, If you feel like you highly disagree with anything we have to say, let us know on our Twitter page. One of us will probably respond. Datra may call you a bit. Be that way sometimes, but he definitely do. He definitely will. But um, 
But yeah, and also, uh, what else do I need to add? Oh, I guess the Street Profits is the new tag team for Kevin Owens to tag team with now. Because uh, they just came out to jump on Seth Rollins in the gang. Um, I really hate to see black people get their ass whooped like this. It's going to be rather unfortunate. Uh, but this is what happened to the American brothers. Yep. Okay. It's Black History Month, G. Uh, but yeah, so what was I about to add to it? Oh, but yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys listening, of course. Uh, make sure you web, like, subscribe, whatever platform you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment if you can, because it's all going to be greatly appreciated at the end of the day. Let your homies know about us, because that's the best way we're going to get out here in these streets. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening and peace. Avibuze. See y'all next time.